I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Do you know what I do? Have you ever had, can I ask you a personal question? Okay. Have you ever had breakup sex? Not that I've never broken up with Sophie. But what do you mean breakup? As in well, after I'm- you've broken up? Well, I don't know. I know it's not breakup sex, but you know when people talk about the fact that you had this huge argument with your partner or the person you're dating, and you, then no, suddenly... you're talking about makeup sex. Oh, may- yeah, makeup sex. Sorry, not breakup sex. Makeup. Have you ever had makeup sex? Yeah, of course. Haven't you? No, I don't think I have. I don't think you've I've never, ever had. You've like never a... had an argument and then had sex. I don't think so. I feel like that's quite like angry sex. What? So you Maybe... just sulk for the rest? of the <laughs> Yeah, time. I just sulk. I just. I'm sulk. sleeping in the other room. Sleeping in my office. Yeah, that's what it would be. <laughs> yeah, I've never really had makeup sex. I don't really know if that's a. It possibly. Why? Is why, a thing. You, why do you ask that? You, did, did you have an argument with Sophie? No, but we're just talking about being spent, and, people, and then I was thinking about being spent after an episode. Then I related that to being spent after sex, and then I thought, oh, I've never actually had makeup sex, and I went to there anyway. Well, we've got we've got some something of a national treasure on on the. The episode oh today, God. don't we? We have got a national treasure on the podcast today. We're very, we got Vernon Kay on the podcast, don't we? John Travolta lookalike. Yeah. You may remember him from T4 on the beach. T4 in general. You may have seen him on more recently, because that was many, more than like, it was like 15 years ago, T4, but, or maybe it wasn't, maybe 10 years ago. But it was, he was on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. He came second or third on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. This year, in the castle, tee him up a little bit more. He also, he's got a brand new TV show coming out, which is really exciting. It's oh, yes. a brand new, huge, huge Prime ITV time. show. Primetime ITV show called Game of Talents. It's what would happen if a game show and a talent show went on a date and had children. That's how he described it. All right, I think I've rambled enough today. Listen, to all of you lovely listeners who listen to us, please get in uh, touch with us for our bonus episodes on a Wednesday. You could be our listener of the week, or you could also... Um, very nice send us a review we love to read out reviews and we'll mention you send us an email contact at privatepartspodcast.com or send us a dm at private podcast we'd love to hear from you anything at all also send us some nominations for some charities or some communities that you want us to help donate some money to because we want to donate and help those people out anything at all again we read those out on our bonus episodes which are always on a wednesday until then frankie bull why don't you intro the podcast ladies and gentlemen Take a seat, sit back, chuck the uh, Bluetooth speaker on, uh-huh. or put some headphones on, or the Sonos if you if you like. Yeah. And listen to this brilliant episode, if we do see our, so ourselves, of Private Parts Podcast with Vernon K on the podcast. I I've, I've realised a new love of mine, which I haven't experienced for a while, and I did it last night. I haven't had, this sounds bizarre, but I haven't had a crumpet. In, oh, yeah. Crumpets in, are. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 
They're one of the best things I've ever had. Vernon, do you like crumpets? I'm not going to lie to you, Jamie. Uh, being a northerner, being from Bolton, the home of Warburton's bread, we're brought, brought up on crumpets. <laughs> you know, and if we're going to kick this thing off with the north-south divide, then boom, you have entered the room, my friend, and you've just dropped a hand grenade. Uh, it's all well and good sipping champagne and quaffing caviar, but if you've not eaten a Warburton's crumpet since the age of day zero, as soon as you come out the mother's womb, then I'm afraid, my friend, uh, we've got a lot to talk about. In fact, do you know what we should do? I, I don't know whether you've done it, Jamie, but you should do a, 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 a you guys should do a let's discover the north type program. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's true. Yeah, but because I didn't realise crumpets were northern. They're not northern. Vernon's lying. They're not northern. They're listen, southern. Listen, listen, guys, the, the, the divide is getting wider. Once you realise that life began up north, that Adam was from Manchester and Eve was from Newcastle, then life just falls into place. Do you know what I mean? There is no way that Adam and Eve, they would come from the north. They would would come from somewhere lovely like, they'd come from, I reckon, from sort of Sussex. (laughs) (laughs) And and I reckon Adam... Adam and Eve did not wear barber jackets, Jamie. They did. They did. (laughs) And they, I reckon Adam Drover, Rain Drover, they did not, they were not from Newcastle. <laughs> There's always this assumption though, which I just don't think is true. Everyone's like, oh, Northern people, the North is so much friendlier, it's so much nicer. I just don't think it is. I, I can... Wait, Jamie, have you been there? Yeah, I've been to the North. Okay. How far? No, I've, be, I've been, I've been all the way up. I've been, I've been all the way up, all different types of places. All those PAs. Places. All those yeah. <laughs> Yeah, smashing the Ritz nightclub in Rotherham. (laughs) Destroying the audience at Bolton's Lava and Ignite. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to stage. It's only Jamie Lang from that posh show. (laughs) That's literally what it was. That's literally what it was. And then everyone's like, boo. (laughs) To all of our listeners who don't know, a personal appearance is basically where you get paid to go to a nightclub and they're pretty terrible towards the end. And I, I went to, I, actually, at the beginning, they were pretty terrible, not even towards the end. I think towards the end, you suddenly become more self-aware and you realise... You become, you, you, you become uh, what's the word, not immune. Yeah, I guess you become immune to the banter. Yeah. You become sanitised. Well, you just think, and also, the, the thought, it's, it sounds like you're, you're paid good money, but the thought of driving all the way to Bolton. <laughs> That's where Vernon K is from, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is where That's I'm from. It. That's a yeah. bit of a low blow there, Jamie. Can I just be honest? Let's talk about Bolton really quickly. It's Bolton in the nicest way possible. And to all you Boltonians, one's on, is it Boltonian? Vernon's yep. from Bolton. Yeah, yeah. I went to Bolton and I, I stayed for a PA. I stayed in the Holiday Inn. It's the only place ever that I, I stayed. I thought, I don't know if I can say, because I, I thought my life was in danger. And I took a taxi back to London at 3 a.m. in the morning from Bolton. <laughs> I'm sure my parents, Gladys and Norman, if we'd have known each other then, Jamie, would have put you up uh, happily and probably served you crumpet in the morning. Uh, along with a, a fine, hearty cottage pie to set you off on, on your journey towards the south. It's not, listen, there is no way it's, it's that. It sounds like the loveliest place in the world. That's what home, uh, home was like that for me. We had cottage pie in the morning. Yeah. Probably a bacon hot pot, come to think of it, that my mum would make or something nice like gammon chips. An egg. She, she'd offer you what variety of egg you would you would uh, you would like. You know, even with gammon and chips, she'd offer you. Would you like scrambled? Would you like no. poached? Would you like fried? Yeah. No. Bless she would her. give me the option. I would be more like it's like bread. Or, you can have white or brown bread. No, no, no. It's no be... choice, Jamie. Be of yourself. White. 
<laughs> and it's Warburton's, and it's the toasty type, uh, because that's all you get fed in up north. You get half a loaf with every meal, lashings and lashings of, uh, of, of proper butter. You know, none of that margarine stuff, none of the Olivia stuff, proper butter. Uh, it's, actually, it's probably, uh, she'd probably serve it with some dripping, uh, some proper cow's fat. What? Mm. <laughs> because that's how life is up north, Jamie. No, I'm only joking. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is this is start. This is this is started how I didn't expect it to start. You know, we, we, we've kind of you just gone straight the in there. You whoa, whoa, whoa! You started it with the I just discovered crumpets. I'll tell you. I'll tell you exactly. This is this is even, this is going to blow your mind. Jack Warburton, son of the Warburtons. Yeah, uh, worked for uh, at my sweet business. So Did he, he? He yeah, Jack Warburton worked at my sweet business. They but used to run Bolton Wanderers. He's not a northerner. He's a traitor. That's what he is. <laughs> <laughs> Did he go to Eton or? Did he? <laughs> no. Probably eat all he can at a buffet, but that's about it. <laughs> Why do you think, why do you think, why is there this such kind of like, you know, it's not a divide, but there's definitely like an attitude where the north is sort of rougher and harder and more sort of salt of the earth and the south is a, the south? The south. The south is is a little bit more delicate, I suppose. Why is that, do we think? From my experience, I think it's because everything is generated in London, you know, and it's quite sad, really, that. We, we, we've decided to spend billions and billions of pounds uh, on a train service that can get you either up north or down south 20 minutes quicker than you can know. But it's going to generate... Uh, I, this is really... Re- this is a proper name drop. And... Uh, I can't wait for this. I saw, <laughs> I saw David Cameron once on the dance floor in London. And he was actually dancing. Wait, explain that more. Can't I can't. Understand. I can't remember because it was a very, very boozy night out uh, with a few of my mates, and we we went to this. I think it was a someone was celebrating something, and it was a party. It was Christmas time, so it must have been someone's Christmas party. And David Cameron was there, and you know you have a couple of lemonades, and you, you think you know you got the confidence, you got the Dutch courage as they call it. And I said to him, I said, David, that HS two. That is a lot of money on a train line, isn't it? And he said, it will drive prosperity. So it's only in the past two or three years that politicians, Dan Surf, have realised that there is prosperity. There is gold in them there hills up north. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's an outrage. Uh, <laughs> Do you know what I love about that story? <laughs> were you there? Were you there? No, 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 no. But you're a bit hooned and <laughs> you thought... I'm going to go up to David Cameron. I know. And question question know. him on the train. Do, do you know what, Jamie? And he's really going to like this. I know. He's going to a, think I this know. Is I know. And now looking back, you imagine, like, he's on a night out amongst friends. And it must have been, I can't remember where it was or when it was. Someone went up to him and tried to have a discussion. I'm sure he'd had a couple of pints himself about politics or an issue which raises an eyebrow across the nation. And then the morning I, I woke up, and, and bearing in mind that I'd seen him in a beef there, because him and, what's his, his wife called? Samantha. He, yeah, him and Are Samantha. Are following David Cameron? <laughs> no, that's what it seems like. But him and Samantha used to, remember when there was those, oh, David and Samantha on holiday, 
in Ibiza, yeah. Yeah. by the way. <laughs> Your Vernon K reports. <laughs> yeah. And I remember seeing them. Uh, I think they were there the weekend of... They made the big mistake of being there the same weekend as the Radio 1's big weekend in Ibiza. Uh, and that wasn't see- a mistake, I don't think. I remember seeing him there. Yeah, so it's Did quite funny. Them? Did you go up to them? No, 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 no. No, no, no. No, no, no. I but saw yeah. a famous. I saw a famous footballer once, and uh, and I, just, I don't know why I'm pretending to say. I saw John Terry. John Terry. We're in um, <laughs> we're in we're in Portugal. I'm trying to make it all coy, like it's someone. Yeah. I can't. I can't one. name names. You can't name who it is. But John Terry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw John Terry, and he came up to me, and my friends were big football fans, and he and he walked over towards me in Portugal, and he walked towards our table, but it was to get out, and like, and they were like, oh, it's John Terry, and they looked at me, and went, all right, Jane like that and so said that to me and I was like oh don't worry about it yeah John he didn't never met before we this I, not, this is years ago I was like this is great anyway there was another time when I got drunk and I went up to him and said do you remember that time when he came up and he just sort of looked at me and had no recollection of anything and for some reason when it happens to you you think it's so personal like you remember that moment with David Cameron so well the chances of him remembering it probably it just it just wouldn't happen, you know what zero. I mean? Zero. <laughs> yeah, zero. But it's funny, though, like, your recollections of famous people in those situations stick with you. But yet, mm. on the flip side, you're right. They're probably like, sorry, mate, I ain't got a clue. No, no, but not, David Cameron probably knows who Vernon Kay is. Yeah, oh, massive. He's pro- David and Sam probably, <laughs> still to this day, play the Family Fortunes interactive DVD. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They, T4 on the beach. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Without doubt. They, they, uh, Should we watch they play T4 that, on the beach, the reruns? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? We, I think June Sarpong interviewed David Cameron and I remember David Cameron coming into the Radio 1 studios when he was Prime Minister and we did a, a Q&A with a lot of uh, teenagers that represented the demographic of the UK. That went well. I don't think he'll do that again. Uh, or any Prime Minister will do that again. But yeah, no, you know, like... They come up thinking that was a big mistake. Yeah. <laughs> why. <laughs> why did we do this? Uh, but yeah, interesting. And it's it's funny though, isn't it? Because I remember... But you must have you must have met... I mean, because what... You've been interviewing people and doing TV shows since... 2000 and... Uh, no, not 2000. Uh, 1998. Yeah, wow. 1998. Yeah. Who 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 was the first person you interviewed? Uh, George uh, Boy George and Culture really? Club. Yeah, and I remember really? it. Yeah, I remember it because I was so nervous, like so nervous. I did so much study for this interview. Like I did a, a real, and this is kind of prior internet, but I did a deep dive on Culture Club. And, and in the library, library. Where did you go? Where did yeah, you go? yeah. Like we had the researcher just go and dig out loads of stuff and 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 photocopy it and send it to me, old, old magazine articles and things like that. Uh, but yeah, it was Boy George and Culture Club were my first ever interview, and I, I loved it. And ever since then, I'm like, oh wow, this is amazing. Like you get to meet famous people. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
and then I did yeah, for the same. On, but can I ask, how did you get? How do you get that gig? Because I know, Francis, you're going to love this. You know what? Guess where? Try and guess. Francis makes this joke about me all the time. Try and guess where Vernon Kay was first spotted. Try and guess. Where, where do you think? Where do you always? Oh wait. Product? Clothes show live. Yes. yes! Boom, Francis yes! on the internet. Wow. <laughs> Strong. Have you got Google like voice activation linked up on this podcast as we're talking? So any any top or or, or is that Alexa spying? No, on us? it's because so that, Jamie Jamie used to like hang out at Closed Show Live trying to pick up girls. I didn't hang out. I did not hang out at Closed Show Live. I just I used to present some different things at Closed Show Live. But, but but you were you were the, you were this person you were spotted and someone said to you you should go and do the catwalk yeah yeah right? uh, December ninety six it was and then it was bonkers it was absolutely why were bonkers. you there why were you at the closure what are you doing there why were you there <laughs> yeah it's weirder that I was there it's uh, weirder that I was there no I I well my best friend Luke he uh, was doing teacher training so he was doing his teacher training course so he was a student uh and the rest of the lads in the no whatsapp group were were just starting off our early careers so one guy's a civil engineer there was myself there was luke and i think it was just three of us yeah at the time it was just three of us uh and we just bunked off work i was working in a diy shop uh cutting fence panels and he said get day off on friday i'm like oh i can't don't get the day off on Friday. Just call in sick. We'll go. I said, why? We're going the clothes show. I said, why are we going the clothes show? Because you've got to do your Christmas shopping. You've got no money. It's cheap. Yeah. We'll have a drink. And yeah, it's yeah. full of girls. That's like, literally it. That's literally it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, uh, oh, all right. Then I'll see what I can do. So I, I, I think I, I went. And then as we're halfway down to Birmingham, I think I called in sick at a service station. Like, oh. I'm not very well. Oh, I feel like oh, I can't. I can't come in. Oh, 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 and then thank God there was no social media because we would have probably posted uh, yeah, pictures of us. You caught out back then. Yeah, you can't. If you, what you, your word was your your bond, right? You had. Yeah, to... yeah, yeah. We would have probably posted loads of pictures of us drinking copious amounts of lager uh, <laughs> in our Sunday best because we went quite smart. We did look quite smart. And then this guy came up to me, James, uh, James Noel at Select model management and he said look hey look you know we like the way you look because i had long hair i was really skinny uh and he said why have you ever thought about modeling i'm like behave yourself work at a diy shop mate uh I make fences yeah i make fence. <laughs> i put fence if you want your fencing doing i'm your man uh and then he said no i'm serious and then i, I did this thing and i didn't realize at the time that they were making a documentary like a, a reality show about the the modeling agency uh, who he scouted me for, and we were myself and two others, a guy called Phil and Greg. We subsequently became flatmates. Uh, they were filming us, and they they made us in this program kind of pivotal characters to their narrative, and it all just took off from there. Oh. It all took off from there because we, I was, I done college and higher education and all that. I did environmental science, and uh, I think I got a degree in socialising and partying. Uh, <laughs> and, well, and fence what, what panel cutting uh, I was at Manchester Metropolitan uh, and I did environmental science and uh, it's probably the most boring years of my life like you try and... also fun surely 
Yeah, it was great fun. It was great fun, but it was it was like the early nineties, and house music was in its pomp, and we were loving going clubbing and all that kind of stuff. And Manchester, so the hacienda. Yeah, in the hacienda every Saturday night and every Tuesday for student night, the best nightclub I have ever been to in the world, and I'm not just saying that, but it was it was something special. Is this and, the hacienda? Yeah, yeah, it was amazing, Jamie. Honest, it, it was absolutely really? out of this world. Yeah, the sound system was next level because all it all it did was <laughs> and then every now and again you hear that but it was predominantly it was it was unbelievable. It was fantastic. I think I just brought my microphone, but uh yeah, so but was it because it, it was like like because it was just I suppose same because I was at Leeds Unit. It was like just raw. It was like yeah, it, it was brilliant. It was, it was raw. It was grungy. It was sweaty. Everyone, sweaty. There was no you li- and it sounds super cheesy, but it was like totally like living in the moment, right? And that's what we've lost so much of right now. Because well, we, I'm sure people do, and we try to, and, and maybe we're just saying oh no. I think you're right. Yeah, I do. Right. There's a link from the brain to your hands and eyes, it seems, in, in, in the youth culture of today, to document everything. It seems yeah. that your brain is attached to your phone. Your brain is physically connect, connected to a digital device which tells you that you need to document this so that you can show off in the morning yeah. to all your mates what you're doing. Whereas when you didn't have a mobile phone and when there was no social media, you like Jamie said, you lived in the moment yeah. because you were never going to... Unless it was very rare that someone would have a snappy snap camera in a nightclub. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, it would occasionally be like a wind up. Dead, sort of, and you looked yeah. half dead when you yeah. developed. Cause it was, and, and there were loads of pictures so of you. <laughs> <laughs> loads of pictures of you like that, trying to smile legitimately. <laughs> I'm not drunk, mother. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, was, no, I think it was that was the wicked moment. That like, was the purity just... of it all. And. Like, look, it's naturally put a smile on my face because those were some of the best times uh, mm. I think I've ever had. And and also, uh, another thing that's missing when you do socialise these days is you don't miss it, but you kind of miss it, is that combination of spilt beer and cigarette ash yeah. that used what? to go all the way up your jeans and that you could never get off your trainers. Mm. Uh and it left. I remember I used to wear either cream or white jeans for some reason. Uh, <laughs> flares. <laughs> and I, 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 I literally, I kept the company. It must have been GlaxoSmithKline who make Vanish. I must have kept them in business in the early nineties because it was the only thing that would get lager and cigarette ash out of your trousers, <laughs> out of your flared cream trousers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man! Yeah, but it was. It was that grittiness, and it was like that. We had one. You may have been to. We went to had this club in Leeds called Mint, and it was just, it was epic. And and we had this, 
we had this guy called Ricardo Villalobos, who was this DJ. Oh, that's a made-up name. <laughs> also, I thought you were going to... I don't even know who it is. I just remember that name. And that's I, a brilliant oh, name. I used to... No, I remember I to, Ricardo Villalobos. I used to say his name a lot of the time. and would be like, oh, it's, it's Ricardo Villalobos. Because it made me sound like I knew a lot about music. Because <laughs> it was like one of those names. And uh, Ricardo go, Villalobos. Yeah, yeah, Ricardo Villalobos. Um... But it was it was the same thing where we just lived in this moment, and there was also like no fear of. I think there's this now there's this fear for any uh, people. You know, you wake up and like, oh my god, who's you know filmed of what what I've done last night and all these different things. When when, when you kiss that guy, Jamie. <laughs> it was. I'll share this. And there's this moment. It's, I've told it for all the podcasts. I say it again. There's this moment when we're in Mint Club. And they were playing the Kings of Leon song, You Somebody. Yeah, yeah. And it was like mixed with like euphoric music. We're all going, yeah. And it was my first term at university. And everyone was kissing like everyone. And I turned to this guy and kissed him because I thought that's what everyone was doing. And the guy went, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) That's how we greet people down south. Sorry, I thought I was at the polo. You know those moments where you get so lost in it and you're like, yeah. this is amazing. Yeah. But I just feel like that doesn't happen anymore. It's kind of... It probably does, but it probably happens differently. I've got two daughters and the eldest is 16 and the, and the youngest is 11. And some of the conversations that, that I hear them talking about, how do I put it? It's that realisation that they think that you've never had that conversation and that you've never been in that scenario. And then you, from the outside looking in, you kind of think, oh my gosh, to them, I am so not cool. You should Whereas have seen like, me in the Hacienda with my yeah. green trousers. Yeah. You should have I, seen me. Yeah, and they're like, you know, been there, done that. And this is what I think, right? I always think with parents, they always had the answers. But actually, now I can't realize I'm 32 now. I realize that I'm, I'm probably never going to have the answers. And you kind of, you have life lessons and you have tools and stuff like that. And you probably explain, you know, with you, then you've probably been through situations that you go, well, I know how I kind of deal with that. And you try and relay that to them. But we don't really have answers, especially so, not now, because social media and stuff is so new. We never experienced it. That is partly the problem as well, is that everything is accessible. And, you know, there is a YouTube channel that can talk about all those things that, you know, for example, you know, talking about boys and, and, and girls talking about guys and guys talking about girls and, you know, all the, all, all the relationship, relationship stuff that, that crops up, you know, and there are lots of places to learn from. That's what I'm trying to yeah. say. There are yeah, lots of places to learn from. Whereas uh, without social media and without the internet, you very rarely, and, and, and this is why mental well-being is huge, uh, you very rarely turned to one of your peers and went, yeah, mate, I woke up this morning and I felt weird. I didn't really know what was going on in my head. You know, we never, ever, 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 never. ever, ever, ever had those conversations. You know, I'm 46 yeah. and I met my mates in the WhatsApp group now because everyone's in a WhatsApp group with their great mates. I met all them when I was 18, 17, 18. And we're still friends now. So, and I never ever recall having a me- deep, meaningful, soul-searching conversation with any of my pals ever. Yeah, but, yeah, but is that because you know? Is that because we didn't feel it, or we didn't acknowledge it, or we didn't know about it, or if we did, we just ignored it? Not even in the smoking area of the hacienda. <laughs> no, 
<laughs> the smoke area in the hacienda after a couple of shanties. I don't think yeah. they had a smoking area. The whole place was a smoking area. <laughs> uh, but do you not think? I remember when when I guess we were kind of the first generation uh, to grow up where where you know we had access to the internet and our parents didn't really know what it was. You know, I remember thinking like. I remember telling my parents... I know what you, I know what you were I thinking. Porn, That's what, exactly what I was going to say, Jamie. <laughs> I, I know what Francis, you were thinking. Porn. I remember my parents <laughs> not knowing what, what it was. And Francis was thinking, I've got copy amounts of global pornography available. Do you how much porn is? Yes, it was, Francis. Don't On the lie. internet? A good Catholic like yourself, you deserve, you should go to confession on Sunday. Or Wednesday is when the That's best good. one That's is. That's good knowledge. many people go on That's a Wednesday knowledge. afternoon. Yeah. How do you know I was Catholic? Everyone is. Yeah, <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Everyone is at heart. <laughs> Everyone at heart. And I remember, I remember, I remember telling, telling my dad something and him being like confused about how I know it. And I was like, no, I just learned it on the internet. And I remember thinking, God, this is going to cause like division between this generation and that generation. You know, how the, you know we, we kind of, I guess in our parents' generation, if they wanted to know something, they would like ask their parents or ask someone yeah. or go to the library. But you know, is it find out about Boy George? Yeah, the accent. Yeah, exactly. yeah. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, how do you do research? But I think, I think you know, the the, the internet is it's an amazing place, and I think it it's you know, we a stupid statement. Of course, it's an amazing place, and it's changed the world, and it's redefining who we are as a human race. Mm. And we're getting quite deep, considering we started the conversation with Warburton's crumpets. Uh, <laughs> but but it's true. But it's, it's important to acknowledge, right? Because I feel like it's it, I feel like in some ways it's amazing, and I think you're about to say this, friend rather than be cutting you off, I apologise. But is um, we, it makes us so aware. It breaks. It ruins our innocence really early. Technology is moving at such a rate that it, it, it's bonkers. But I think those days of, you know, going into a nightclub, uh, cash in hand, because you couldn't swipe or tap then. And you had 20 quid. All you had is 20 quid. That's all you needed, 20 quid. Yeah. And you yeah. have a great night. Yeah. It's It's... It's interesting. Then you made it. You've made it all very nostalgic now. Now we're yeah. everyone's going to go shit. Were you oh, feeling really... nostalgic before you came on the podcast? <laughs> no, no, no. No, I, 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 I came onto the podcast not feeling hungry, but since we got onto crumpets, <laughs> I'm thinking, all right, boys, wind your necks in a reel. I'm starving now, and I know for a fact that Tessa's got a nine pack of Warburton's crumpets on the bottom shelf that have slipped out of the bread bin. And yes, that's right, we have a bread bin. <laughs> I love how you call it a nine pack as well. Yeah. Nine pack, nine pack of crumpets. Francis, we need to have the question of the week. All right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Two hundred episodes, Vernon and Francis. Still, it's still a surprise to him whenever I ask him. Oh, can wait, I uh, can I ask Francis a question? Yeah, sure. The reason why you've got the backdrop of a Texas Longhorn is that because yeah. you're in the toilet? No, it's I'm in Texas. Are you actually genuinely in Texas? Yeah, I'm in Texas. That's a really? real bull behind me. Oh, behave yourself. But no, you're no, very no, I'm, echoey. I'm, I'm in Texas, yeah. It'd be so funny if you unclicked and there's a huge orgy going on behind you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> a scene from Caligula. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm here. I'll show you the, the, the background. It's just very messy. All right. Oh, lovely. It's lovely. So the question of the week is William Bullock. Do you know him? Have you heard of him? Nope. He invented the rotary press. But the question is, how did he die? That is quite interesting. What? Okay, first of all... Uh, what? <laughs> where William Bullock, the rotary press. 
Is Inve- that inventor what cut- of the, the rotary press? What is the rotary? Is press? that what cuts the wheat from the, sh- the, the the chaff on on in wheat? No, it's like uh, the hold on. It's like I think it's like the rotary press for for printing. I oh, thought it was right. like for rot- rotisserie chicken. I thought it was like right. I don't know what. I thought it was that thing where there's two big slabs of stone that rotate and they crush oh, the they wheat crush for it. flour. Yeah. <clears throat> no, it's not that. Oh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe is that. How did, how he, did die? he die? Okay, but as I guessed, you have to. Guess no, no. The rotary press is you know the, it's like a it's like a printer. The paper goes through the roll. Oh right. Things. Okay. Right. He didn't so fall how... into it, did he? <laughs> Is that your done, you have to guess. You have to guess your answer. Uh, fell into uh, it. Yeah, and then ended up being <laughs> pressed. <laughs> pressed. Uh, how did he die? I reckon you get with that one. Yeah, I'm going to say he fell into the rotary press that he invented and and was and then, he was he was printed on. <laughs> he was delivered to someone's doorstep. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that he has it has to be something. With, I reckon a tree fell on him. Why? Because it was Why the paper. It, it was it was the it was the paper, revenging or pa- on him. Paper fell on him. Pa- yeah, paper fell on him. He died by suffocating under paper. That's what happened. He got hit by a ream of A4. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got hole punched. Um, right, uh, Bernard. Listen, uh, are you going to stick around for part two? I am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Brilliant. Thank God. Great. Can't wait. We're going to see you in part two. See you in part two, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>